Fear not, dear listener. The path to enlightenment is before you. Leave the darkness behind. Open your eyes, grab your spears, and brush your teeth. For you will be led to the battlefield, armed with sharp minds and fresh breath. Stand by. Welcome to the show dedicated to truth and liberty in the greater Cincinnati area. One small part of a larger movement for freedom pressured into silence by a culture that seeks nothing less than total obedience. Your hosts, Scott and Max, are here to help you to find the courage and resources to become uncancelable. This is Cancelled Out. Hey everybody, I hope everybody's having a great day. Um, I know for some it may be a hard day to have to uh, go through, even though it's been 20 years. Um, I cannot believe it's been 20 years since this happened. I don't feel that old. Um, Some days anyway. (laughs) I hope that at the very least you will go to 911memorial.org. That's 911memorial.org. Um, and look at the nearly 3,000 names, the 200 or 2,996 names of those who unfortunately lost their lives that day. Um, these are the names on the 911 memorial in New York City you haven't been to visit the memorial uh, I highly recommend it I highly recommend visiting Ground Zero going through the museum I've not gone through the museum but I've seen the memorial uh, before the museum was finished and uh, it's a sight to behold when I was there last uh, the uh, the museum like I said hadn't been finished the whole the pool, or the two pools, are just bigger than life. It's just crazy. The first time uh, I went to New York was in 2007. Um, there was just a hole in the ground. Then there was nothing, there, was nothing there. They were still kind of um, putting the foundations back together and making it safe for you know anybody to enter um the area and uh that was the first time i was ever in new york city and it's something that i will never forget um i hope that we remember how we felt for those of us who were alive during that time we felt that day we woke up just like these nearly 3,000 people just ready to go through our day going to work I specifically was going to school I was a freshman in high school I was in my applied technology class 
remember exactly where I was. I was, I was, um, we had the room was set up in these little pods and, uh, I was at the robotics pod or the, the robotics station and working through computer modules on that. And, um, our shop teacher came screaming down the hall that we were being attacked. Turn on our TVs. Look at the news. And there was something... There was something in his voice that was different. Because he was kind of known for being a guy who liked to pull pranks and things like that. But this was different. Because my teacher at the time... Um, who was brand new, <laughs> he was fresh out of college, uh, not many years anyway, and he looked like one of us, um, uh, we always made fun of him for that, but, uh, he immediately grabbed the remote and turned the TV on, and the TV was, was about six or eight feet from me on the, <laughs> on the wall, uh, had one of those because i mean we didn't there was no such thing as flat screens at least not in our school at that point but i don't even think flat screens were really a thing yet um so we had the big huge like tv mounted on the big mount hanging from the the ceiling and the wall and um remember we just sat there like everybody i just turned my chair around and everybody brought their chairs over. And we just sat there and watched the news for the rest of the class. Like, the class had barely even started yet. And we just sat there and watched the news the rest of the day for the entire school day. Um, nothing really got done. And, you know, in the following days, teachers would talk to us about it and whatever else, make sure we're doing okay. Um, you know, since we're in Ohio, not many of us had connections to New York or New Jersey, um, where most of these people lived. And so there wasn't really a concern there, but there was definitely imagery that will never leave my mind. Um, at that at the point we turned on the TV the first plane had not hit or had hit the second plane had not hit yet and so we just saw the camera shot of the first tower being hit and the huge hole in the side of it the smoke billowing out of it because the building had caught on fire um, and that was really it And then we saw the second plane hit on TV. I mean, it just slammed right into the building. And nobody knew what to think. We didn't know what to do or say or anything. And... So we just sat there watching.
the next image that will never leave my mind is as this whole thing played out before the the towers collapsed um <clears throat> there were camera shots of people hanging out of the hole that had been created by the plane um waving and yelling and screaming for help um and some of those people deciding to jump from tens of stories above ground. I don't know exactly how many, um, but it's an image that will never leave my mind. I can see some of these bodies free falling whatever I think about this incident to this day. I mean, I grew up where you value life and um, that's not really like suicide and everything else is not really a, a um, honorable thing to do. Um, and so when I see these people doing it, it just made me incredibly sad that they felt like there was no hope but to jump out of that building. And I mean, we learned later on that the fire that had been created was incredibly intense, that, you know, they were hanging out of the building to try to get some kind of relief from the fire. And for some, jumping was the only resort. It was the last resort for um, getting out of that situation. And as we know, the towers collapsed um, and ended up killing even more people. Um, and so we watched that happen. Um, to this day, I just, I don't know what to think. Whenever I see video of it, um, it's, it's just mind boggling. It really is. Um, doing something like that something so purely evil and murdering these people for no reason other than your evil ideology and I'll say that, I mean I mean that it's evil our president and the government fed us these garbage lies that, oh, well, it's not evil. It's a peaceful ideology. They clearly haven't read anything. It's never been a peaceful ideology. Never. In its entire history. Go read some history. You'll find that out real quick. You don't have to look very hard.
But to commit that act of hijacking planes, slamming them into buildings, in one case in an open field, it's just unfathomable. We woke up that morning just ready to go through the day. Not thinking anything of it. And little did we know that we were going to have the events unfold in front of many of our eyes um, that ended up happening. (coughs) Excuse me. From that day on, our country was different. First, we were incredibly united. September 12th, I don't think that the country's ever been so united in its history. Um, If you know the history of the founding, that was incredibly tense. There was very little unity going across political ideologies and everything else. It just didn't happen. But from September 12th on, people in the government were united against the cause. Or in, you know, sports teams, sports, um, people that, um, you, you, you heard stories of people that hadn't talked to each other in years because of some disagreement or something. And because of September 11th, they got back in contact with that person, made amends and restored relationships and things like that, which is great. It's great. They had people signing up for the military left and right to pay back the people that had done this to us, that had violated our safety. Had the government start to talk about privacy and whether or not it was good to give up a little bit of freedom for and privacy for the greater good and to make us safe and things like that. Brought in new regulations and new encroachments by the government that we hadn't seen before, like the TSA. But even with all of that debate going on, at the forefront was the fact that we were Americans. And that was it. That was the important thing, was that we all experienced it together. We witnessed it, or a lot of it, on TV, or in person, and it affected us all. You know, I, I was only 14, 
at the time and um i remember somehow ending up in a barnes and noble i don't really remember why it was for some other reason other than to get the book that i ended up getting um because i had no money of my own at that age I didn't have a job. I was only 14. Um, and so somehow I ended up with some money at Barnes & Noble to get a book for school or something, I'm assuming. Um, and I came across one of these tables that, you know, they usually they put, like, the promotional items and stuff on. They still do it to this day um and it was this big black hardcover book and in white letters it said the september 11th project and all that it was was a bunch of photos taken around that time or not around that time but of well on september 11th and um, around that time afterward. And gave little descriptions of the pictures and whatever else. But it was mainly just full page pictures. And this is a pretty sizable book. Um, and it's hardbound and everything. And the promotion was that the proceeds or a percent a percentage of the proceeds were going towards um the victims families and things like that and causes like that related to 911 and i didn't have any money i was i thumbed through it a little bit and was just astounded by some of the pictures cuz some of the stuff was not at that time, you know, readily seen. You know, we had the internet, but it wasn't that great. We didn't have social media to where just anybody could share a video at any given time. Um, I don't remember. I don't think. I don't even think cell phones had cameras on them at that point. Or at least not video cameras. Maybe I'm wrong. And if I, if they did, it was very early in all of that, so um, you know it wasn't that great. But I don't even think that they were around yet. Definitely no smartphones. Um, but seeing some of these pictures, I, w I was looking and I said, I have to buy this book, and the these people need help in whatever way possible and i have the money even though it's not this isn't what it was intended for um but i have the money to buy it so i bought the book and i still look at it every every year um not necessarily on september 11th but through the year i look at it at least once um, most of the time it's a couple times a year when I just sit and reflect on things. Um, 
You know, we said after 9-11 that the, the refrain was to never forget. Never forget. Quite frankly, we've done a terrible job at that. We have kids now who are 18 and entering college who were born in 2003, so two years after 9-11. To these kids, 9-11 is history. They didn't experience it. They weren't alive. Um, it doesn't mean the same thing that it does to you and I who are older and saw it with our own eyes and lived it and experienced it on some level. They just read it in a history book. It's like the Civil War. Might as well have happened 100 years ago. Doesn't really matter. I wasn't alive. I wasn't a baby. I don't, you know, there's no possible way I could remember it. So, whatever. Sounds terrible. And they just don't understand. And I think a lot of that, too, is due to us not being diligent enough to make sure that they understand that they have a real grasp of what 9-11 meant to this country because like I said from that day forward we were never the same again never haven't been the same since you know, in some ways it's good, in some ways it's really not. In some ways, when you talk about government overreach, I mean, you could argue that that's why we're at the point we are today. And I'm sure you could trace the thread back to 9-11. And not to say that that kind of stuff didn't happen beforehand either. But after 9-11, it was an op- there was the, uh, the opportunity was there. The opportunity that was there to declare war, the opportunity was there to invade privacy, the opportunity that was there to uh, be able to give the government power to do things for the greater good. Does this all sound familiar to you? I'm not saying that 9-11 and COVID and the pandemic are connected. But it, there are a lot of similarities in the way the government has reacted to these situations and in the way the government has uh, taken over more of our lives because of an apparent tragedy. And 9-11 was a tragedy, not an apparent tragedy. Um, but COVID, <laughs> less so. Far less so. So. The real question is, what are we doing? What are we doing to ensure that future generations don't forget 9-11? Don't forget the sacrifices made by those who 
pledged to go to war. <coughs> you know, these 13 kids in Afghanistan would have never died had 9-11 never happened, in theory. Because we wouldn't have been in Afghanistan. And I'm not going to debate the whole, you know, we should have been there, we shouldn't have been there, whatever. But we were there regardless. And had 9-11 not happened, we wouldn't have gone into Afghanistan, in theory. At least not under these circumstances. We wouldn't have fought the Taliban. We wouldn't have um, stories like Marcus Luttrell. We wouldn't have stories like Chris Kyle. Um, these military heroes that... And I use that term very deliberately um, because if you know these stories, you know that these men truly are heroes. I don't like the use of the word heroes in 99% of cases that it's used um, because it's just a word that's thrown around carelessly. Um, but attributed to these men specifically, if you don't know their story, go read their stories. See what they endured. Marcus specifically has given spe you know, speeches and spoken um, about the things that he's endured. Go watch them. See what happened with these guys. I yeah, Sure, I was in the military and whatever else. My service was very different from theirs. My service was very different from a lot of people that I've met over the years, I've talked to, the guys and girls who suffer from PTSD and seeing horrific things in front of their own eyes. You know, I, I talk to some of them often, um, especially with everything that's gone on in Afghanistan. Um, several of them were there. And uh, it, I cannot imagine the things that I see in my mind when they tell me certain stories or, or certain, not stories, but certain things that they experienced. Um, the things that I see in my mind are horrifying, much less actually seeing what they saw. And none of that would have happened had 9-11 not happened. Um, you know, you can make the argument that in some ways the country was better because we were united. On, we were united on the front against terrorism and, and everything else like that. We were united in a cause. But at what cost? And I don't say that, again, I don't say that questioning the military decisions. I don't say that, you know, with all the other things that go along with it. But just think about it. The decisions that followed 9-11 were made at what cost? Whether it be economic, whether it be human life whether it be anything, it still costs something. Nothing in this world is free. Nothing we do as a government entity or as a nation militarily is free. 
It all has a cost associated with it. And sadly, a lot of that has been human life. It's been people that I've known. It's been people that um, a bunch of my family has known. Um, Just awful, horrific things. That had these people not hijacked airplanes and flown them into buildings... In theory, all of these people would still be with us and not in a grave. And so today, I'm just asking that you take a little bit of time outside of this. Take a little bit of time. Reflect. Remember how you felt that day. Remember how you felt afterward and then do one thing and make make it somebody who's not part of your family make it someone who um, may not you have um, a more casual relationship with Tell them about it. Tell the future generation about what experiencing 9-11 was like for you. Relay that information to them. We, we think, oh, well, they're kids, or oh, they don't care about any of that stuff. No. Let me tell you something. One of the best people in my life was a man who was in his 70s when I was a teenager maybe six, maybe late 60s but this man poured himself into me as a kid and to this day he's been one of the most influential people on in my entire life and I've spent far less time with him than plenty of others and to this day I still remember the things he told me there are, people are listening. We just can't stop telling the story. Can't stop telling the experiences we've had. You know, Christ said, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. And we had that in the aftermath of 9-11. Think about that today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. If you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and every other major podcast platform. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and enable notifications to stay up to date with all of our new episodes and content. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to be a part of the show, reach out to us at canceledoutpodcast at gmail.com or in our locals community. Canceled Out is produced, directed, edited, and mixed by Scott and Max. All sourcing information can be found in our show notes at chronicles.org or in the link in the episode post in our locals community site at canceledout.com. Canceled Out is a Canceled Out Media LLC production, copyright 2021.